Continuing our investigation as to what we know about the nature of God, we now ask, what do we know about the omnipotence of God from the Bible? We have seen that from the marvelous beings that we are and from the profound discoveries in the world of nature about us, we all clearly recognize an eternal power and Godhead as the first cause. We long to know more about the nature of the being of God and are happy that we have been given the revelations of the Bible. There we have set forth certain natural characteristics or attributes about the Godhead by which God has attempted to convey to us the functions and capabilities of his great essence. Man was created in the image of God and therefore he should expect to find the same qualities in God as he possesses within himself with a great tremendous multiplication factor. Man lives a short span of time, of eternal time, in his earthly existence, usually considerably less than 100 years. God also lives in time, as we have seen from a multitude of scripture references but is the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity and has his years throughout all generations. While man inhabits a segment of eternity, therefore, God inhabits all eternity and knows no limitations of durative action. Secondly, we saw that while man's activity was limited to a specific locality at a given time, God could say, Do not I fill heaven and earth? Man's consciousness in a small area is again multiplied by the word all to express the everywhere present being of the Godhead. Thirdly, man has been given a remarkable mind to register facts and correlate them and draw conclusions from them with the formulation of new thoughts. Again, man is limited in the expanse of his thinking. He is exposed to only a small part of the noble things and only partially penetrates the things that he is exposed to. God, as we have seen, knoweth all things. The tiny speck of knowledge that we know is once more multiplied by the all factor to form a true concept of God. There is no phase of knowledge in existence that is unknown to God, no limitation in his intelligence and wisdom. But man also possesses a power of personality. He has an energy of will to accomplish things. Man is more than a collection of ideas, more than an emotional reaction. He can bring to pass things that he thinks upon. He has pent up within his being certain capacities of energies that are waiting to be loosed. He can create action. He can do things. He can create actions in accordance with his thoughts. But again, man has limitations. As we would expect, God declares in the Bible that his power is without limitation and accepts such titles from his creatures. Let us read a number of these passages. For example, in Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1, God spoke to Abraham with these tremendously challenging words. 
And when Abraham was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me, and be thou perfect. So God claimed to be unlimited in his great personality. God similarly spoke to Jacob, as we have recorded in the 35th chapter of Genesis, and verses 9 to 12. And God appeared unto Jacob again when he came out of Pater Ammon, and blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be out of thee. And kings shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I gave to Abraham and Isaac, to thee I will give it. And to thy seed after thee will I give the land. So God carried on his tremendous declarations of his inexhaustible personality. In the 48th chapter of Genesis, verses 3 and 4, we have the account of how Jacob told Joseph of his experiences. And Jacob said unto Joseph, God Almighty appeared unto me at Luz in the land of Canaan, and blessed me, and said unto me, Behold, I will make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, and I will make of thee a multitude of people, and will give this land to thy seed after thee for an everlasting possession. In Exodus chapter 6 and verses 1 to 3, God sets forth his power and his loving care to Moses in the crisis through which the children of Israel were passing. And the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses, and said unto him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I not known unto them. And now here is to be a new tender manifestation of God among the children of Israel, in verses 6 and 7. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments, and I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Here is a wonderful declaration of the power of God. The conversations in the book of Job use the name Almighty in referring to God 31 times. Here about the power of God in creation, we read in the 33rd chapter and verse 4, The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. So man owes his existence to the operations of the Almighty God. The author of a meditation in the Psalms viewed with great delight the power of God as a tender and comforting thought. In the 91st Psalm, in verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What a tender possibility of relationship God has set forth in this passage. In Ezekiel chapter 10 and verses 4 and 5, he, Ezekiel had a vision 
and was made conscious of the glory and power of God. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and stood over the threshold of the house, and the house was filled with the cloud, and the court was full of the brightness of the Lord's glory. And the sound of the cherubim's wings was heard even to the outer court as the voice of the Almighty God when he speaketh. So God was an almighty personage to Ezekiel as he was sent forth to testify the unwelcome message of the coming and judgment of God. Joel was like Isaiah and trembled as he was given to see something of the righteous judgments of God that were coming upon man for sin and rebellion. We read in the first chapter, verses 14 and 15, Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God, and cry unto the Lord, Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. The above are some of the 47 uses of the word Almighty in the Hebrew of the Old Testament, which has the meaning of all-powerful. As we come to the New Testament, an equivalent word in the Greek is used, being a combination of two words, the word meaning all, and another word meaning strength, power, or might. It therefore means almighty or omnipotent. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 16 to 18, the Apostle Paul issued a command of God urging a separateness of life in view of God's tremendous greatness. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God had said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So God was a tremendous being to the Apostle Paul, who lived so faithfully for his master. In the book of Revelation, we have a number of occurrences of this word Almighty. And so God declared his almighty power to the Apostle John while he was on the lonely Isle of Patmos. In chapter 1 and verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. So the great Almighty God inhabits eternity and manifests his great power. Further, in his vision, John was given to see something of the heavenly beings as they worshiped the holy God who was almighty. Chapter 4 and verse 8. And the four beasts or living creatures had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. So we have these tremendous declarations of the living, powerful being of God. John saw the future conquest of Christ and the righteousness and adoration that followed upon the coming manifestation of the power which God has always possessed. Let us read from chapter 11, verses 15 to 17. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, 
The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And so the children of God will have full victory and have the joys and songs of delight as they contemplate the greatness of their blessed Lord forever and ever. Yes, the Bible declares God to be the almighty God, the all-powerful God, the omnipotent God. My friend, have you made peace with this great God of the Bible? That is the vital question for everyone to consider. Our Heavenly Father, how we thank Thee for the profound existence that Thou hast manifested Thyself to have. How we thank Thee for the Word of the living God that tells us about Thy greatness which we already observe in nature and in the wonders of the things that we have contact with. How we pray that many may realize that Thou wilt have the final victory and may prepare themselves by way of repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and find salvation full and free, and have the possibilities of wonderful experiences in thy presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.